0: You she? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon.
1: This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone
0: who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge, because girls don't play girls games. Don't play games.
1: Geek Caring is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. Are you ready for this?
0: Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, wonderful, insanely cool co-host Monica. <laughs> Hi, Monica. Hi Amanda. How are you? How? doing? Going. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good. How are you? All good
1: in the hood. I'm a bit tired, but other than that, I think it's fine. How are yeah. you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm also a wee bit tired today.
0: Um, but it's been it's been a bit of a Monday. Um and so now that we're recording the Monday has Monday and the energy level has
1: succumbed to the Monday. <laughs> the Monday is Monday. I really like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Monday the bit is here here as well. I did get surprisingly quite some work done. So ooh, let's that's just be awesome. Woo like, woo. Yep. Um but not feeling it in the last couple of days, weeks, I don't know takes me longer to get up in the morning because i'm just lying there and i'm like nah i don't (laughs) want to move my ass out of bed yeah being at war with yourself it's like i could
0: get up but i couldn't but it's so dark (laughs) out so i'm just gonna lie here and
1: that even follows me into my dreams (laughs) Oh, does it (laughs) i had that i dreamt that in a dream, very recently, that I didn't want to go out of bed and didn't want to go shower, <laughs> mm. it was very
0: real. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty real and pretty relevant to me, my life because <laughs> just never want to shower. So get it. Yeah, caveat: yeah. I do shower. I just don't want to.
1: Yeah, I am not specifically against showering. Just yeah, happens. But yeah. it's more the getting out of bed and getting under the shower situation that's uh, not very inviting yeah. all the time. I get it a lot. I get it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to on the weekend? Anything special? Uh, no, not really. I
0: read a lot. We ran out of oil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thankfully, we only ran out for like less than 24 hours because we got a pretty quick delivery. But that meant that I got to sit and read a lot. Um, unfortunately, I'm still reading that Harley Merlin series that is going on and, on and on and on and on and on. And I think it's going on too long. That's that's my conclusion. I just finished book eight and I'm like, how, how are there still seven more books? You will read all of them? Probably because I want to know what the outcome of this story is like it's something that the story itself is quite interesting, but Oh my God, it's taking a long time to get anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so I, I I just, I think I need to take a break. Like I've read eight since the beginning of January and I think I just need to fuck. Well, I just need to take a break from them and and read anything
1: else. That is, that sounds like it. Mm -hmm. Eight,
0: But I got some really
1: good news today.
0: Yes. My friend, uh author David Pearson, David J. Pearson, who wrote um Orson, which I reviewed and we talked about it like sometime last year, he sent me a message today that he's sending me a hardcover copy of the second book in the series called Eston. And that should be
1: with me by the end of the week.
0: So I'm like really excited about that one.
1: Ooh, Amazing, Ooh. amazing. Yeah. I smell so, another review. Oh, definitely.
0: Definitely, especially because this one's following Estan who is a female character. Yay! And, like she seems pretty badass from what I from uh, our encounters in the first book. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Cool. The book's out now if you want to get it. It's on available on Amazon.
1: We can link it in the show notes. We will. Um,
0: yeah, that's it. I ordered a couple other books that I've been dying to read, so I bought them today and just overall pre- feeling pretty bookish lately. What about you? What's new?
1: Mm, um, I have to admit, I fell into the black hole of Grey's Anatomy again. That's, that's fine. You like yeah, Grey's Anatomy. I know. I love it. And... I have a VPN right now, and I can watch the US Netflix, basically, and they have all the seasons on Netflix, and that's where I'm at right now, watching them all over and over and over again, in English now, obviously, because I previously watched them all in German. They are way better, even in English, they're way better. Like the old ones I haven't seen in the original version yet, so it's interesting and fascinating at the same t- at the same time and i noticed a pretty nice move from the writers in that entire thing because i mean they it's we're in season 16 now so if there can't be any spoilers in any seasons before <laughs> that so what at some point when Christina leaves the show, so, so the, the, one of the main characters who was turned out to be the heart surgeon and blah, blah, blah. Um, when she left the show at the beginning of the show, when it all started, when she, when it was first season, everything, she started a relationship with that other heart surgeon with Preston Burke, right? And pretty much during the first few, s- when she was talking about the relationship, she said, yeah, the two of them are Switzerland and talks about blah, blah, blah. And then when she left the series, she went to Switzerland where Preston Burke gave her basically his job. And that was in Switzerland. I think that was, I don't think that's a coincidence. And I'm very impressed by the writers of the show. Hmm. You're not impressed. I'm impressed. I think it's just because I don't get the context really. I don't know. I just thought of... She was there like, what, I don't know, nine seasons? So they started out with with a random comment in the first and then basically tore it together in the ninth season. That's what impresses me. That's pretty impressive, yeah. Yes, I don't think, as I said, I don't think it's a coincidence that I sent her to Switzerland for a heart something. No. Yeah. So. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Anyway... That's just me. It was in my head constantly, so now I just spoke it out loud and you're not impressed. So I'm like, meh, still find it impressive. Anyway. Writing is cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see how you try to make me feel better, but let's just move on to why are we here today? We're talking about The Witcher. Might be a bit late on the train, but I don't probably think we're Cannot be too late on that train
0: You can't be too late on this train I mean as we talked about on our First Geek Girl of the News of 2020 Everybody has watched The Witcher So well almost But yeah no we we have decided That if my parents watched and enjoyed it That everybody everybody has watched it And that the weirdo is actually a robot So he doesn't count as a person True
1: yeah it's true I hear You see your point and I have to Agree yeah so The Witcher give us some details basically the witcher was initially a video game and a book series or was it the book series first it was the
0: book series first the author andrzej sapkowski who wrote uh, the original witcher series which wasn't called the witcher um he I, I i wrote an article about this actually um he sold the rights to his book back in the ni- in the 90s for like Oh something like a hundred dollars or something. It was like he just didn't actually give a shit. And if if you like no! read it, yeah, if you read interviews and stuff with him, he's just like, I don't actually want to do any work. <laughs> uh, he's like, I wrote these books, sure, give me money for them. I don't care what you do with them. Like he just doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> um, so it's it's quite funny. Um actually how and how everything has come about. Um, And that his books that he wrote way, like, way in the 90s um, have created something so beloved and something that is still bringing him so much credit and recognition, like, 20 years later, that he just, he doesn't really,
1: it's just funny. I I love it. Um. (laughs) Apparently, he wrote them in the 1990s, so it's already 30 years now, the first 30 years. Yeah, sorry, thirty. I I still think of the nineties as twenty years I know. ago. So that's that's my bad. That's, that's my even greater. That you think of them twenty years ago because for me, tw- two thousand was just last year or something.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that too, <laughs> that too. But I was like, yeah, how long over the nineties? Yeah, twenty years. Twenty years sounds good. Let's say twenty years.
1: <laughs> um, he's a yeah. Polish guy. I think we need to to add that because I think it's great when stuff like that comes from not the U.S. sometimes, or not the U.K. Mm -hmm. And at this point, he's 71 years old because he's born in 1948, which is also pretty cool. He is one year older than my mom. Uh,
0: Yeah, so The Witcher basically is the story of Geralt of Rivia, who's a monster hunter, and he's struggling to find his place in the world because people are assholes, and they're usually worse than monsters um so uh the story follows his destiny as it's like taking him towards this powerful sorceress who uh in the show is actually really really hot um and also uh like a promise made uh about a young princess who he is also destined to have in his life which how was that was was, was that was that a good synopsis
1: (laughs) i think it was a pretty good synopsis the TV series, on, so the show technically is on Netflix, like not technically, the show is aired on Netflix. And at the beginning, you don't really realize that there are various time lines that you are watching at the same time. So you think it's all in one timeline and only a few episodes in you notice that that's not really the case, which I find is pretty interesting. I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm actually not going
0: to lie. I wanted to watch the entire series Again, before we recorded this episode, but life happened and I didn't get a chance to. Um, But it took me, like, I had no idea that we were hopping
1: between timelines and I was pretty confused. I think that happened to a lot of people watching it very, because you started to watch it pretty early on, right? Yeah. Like, as soon as it came out pretty much and i was already i was later on that train and i already saw a lot of complaints about the timeline and how when you googled the witcher that was basically the first thing that came up so i was already having a a graphic from netflix with the timeline where i knew what was what was going on and how the timeline was going on um that helped me immensely i have to say yeah that would be super helpful I can see how if you watch it and you don't have the timeline and you don't know that it is happening, you're super confused. Because when you know that there isn't timeline switching, um, then then you can accustom how you watch it. But when you have no idea and you expect it to be, well, one thing after the other, as it usually is, um, then you're just totally confused, as you said, when that suddenly isn't the case.
0: Oh, exactly. Because it's not like it says, like, this is the past like it comes up with words or something like we're going in the past and this is the present and this is the past like it doesn't it just like tells a story and you're expected to realize that there's like 20 or 30 years between these like timelines (laughs) but gerald of rivia looks exactly the same
1: (laughs) well he's what is he immortal he's pretty isn't he pretty much immortal
0: Pretty much. Yeah. Um, So he looks exactly the same and he's like the only constant in the two timelines. And it's not until you realize that like the princess Ciri is no longer. I I don't know. I was very, very, very confused, but it was a good show. (laughs) That's my conclusion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I loved about the Witcher is that it was Created and adapted for TV by uh, a pretty awesome woman by the name of Lauren Schmidt.
1: She's American. And she also worked with some other shows previously already. One of them, a few of them are really dear to me, like Parenthood or Private Practice. But she also has some comic experience with the Defenders and Daredevil and the Umbrella Umbrella Academy. Academy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty great seeing, uh, a woman take, uh, a series that's, you know, been heavily male dominated in its production mm. between the actual writing and then the adaptation to the video games, um, brought into something that portrays strong, like pretty awesome, badass female characters, like, because it is a very female character based series, really. There's so many women and in different roles, mm. um, and, and then it's just like Geralt of Rivia hanging out and being like, look at all these women
1: around me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, they're all pretty, all the women around. So, so there are not really a lot of main character. Well, there are. Uh, but the main character obviously is, as you said, Geralt of Rivia, which is played by Henry Cavill. I have it right now because I read it just now. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And then pretty much all the people in the separate storylines that are not like side characters are all female. So there is this princess that Amanda was talking about, um, Siri, which also made me laugh a lot, I have to say. (laughs) Oh, my Siri just started to talk to me. (laughs) Um, And Yennefer Wengerberg. Which is a she's a a which is the wrong word, right? Is it witch sorceress?
0: Um, and Fringilla. You can't say that Fringilla is not a main character. She's in just as many episodes as Yennefer.
1: I just said I just totally blanked on. Oh, Fringilla.
0: Yeah, she is kind of. She goes through the same sorceress training that Yennefer does, um, but she kind of goes a different direction with like the balance between good and
1: evil i guess um though it took me a while to i think that's not entirely clear in the entire series maybe until the end of it what's really good or (laughs) i'm just laughing because it's so true
0: (laughs) (laughs) the whole time i was like who's fringilla they keep talking about fringilla and i don't know i don't actually know who that is and like you say it wasn't clear until the end and you're like oh
1: that's Fringilla. <laughs> no, but also the good or the evil side, because for a very long time I thought Yennefer was an asshole and on the bad side of the coin, basically, mm-hmm. which then it seemed to not be quite the case. So it's not really, I think the entire series is not the typical this is good versus this is evil, because Geralt or Rivia is also kind of both until the bard yeah. comes and makes a great song about him. Um mm. <laughs> so, so it's never, or it's not. It's not never, but it's difficult because you always have both sides working with each other. So every character in it can be kind of both, and is also both, depending on the situation, which is interesting and I think it's really cool because so many, like, oftentimes in
0: life, like it's it's a really good metaphor because n- most people don't act like their life is like they're not always morally good yeah. or like lawfully good like to go D&D style like it's not how you generally think of your life um you always have those moments where you're both a good person or maybe you've, you're you were the bad person maybe you were the asshole in the situation <laughs>
1: yeah, and i think life is way more complex than that Life is way more complex than to categorize people and situations into good only and bad only. So there are always way more facets to everything. So it's not always just black and white. Sorry for you people who live in black and white all the time. but That's just not how I see life is going. No, Um, I don't either.
0: And I think that's probably one of the things that's so appealing and attractive about this series, because it is relatable (laughs) in that way. Like, yeah, okay, it's about monsters, (laughs) and it's about immortality, and witches, and magic, and blah, blah, blah. But at the base level of it, it
1: is about human nature, and the duality of human nature. Yeah, also made me laugh. You made me laugh just now by saying, what's so attractive about this series? Something is else
0: Henry Cavill as Jean- <laughs> Carl Garald
1: of Yes, yes, that's very, very true. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, even I think when when all the encounters he has, like you wouldn't have thought that wherever he went with Rainfree something that that would have happened. So it's that was also not not one hundred percent good versus one hundred percent evil situation. So I think that happens often in the series that. It's kind of both. And you, you can find who you side with in the scene basically. And it's not mm-hmm. always the main character. No, not always. So you do have a lot of empathy for
0: him, especially yeah. as the the series goes on and no spoilers. But there is a lot of empathy because witchers aren't born. They're made. Mm-hmm. Um And it's a life that I don't think anybody would not many people would willfully choose for themselves. But once you're you become a witcher. That's that's it. That's your life. Mm. And for you, kind of got to make the best of it. Um, and I, I think like as well anybody who's played any kind of like RPG game like Skyrim or Elder Scrolls or The Witcher or you know something um, as the main character you're playing as the main character regardless of whether you've created that yourself or you're playing somebody like Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher Um, you're following and you're taking on quests and you're adventuring and you're doing things all for your own gain
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like regardless of whether what you're doing is is good for the world or it's just like you're tracking down a group of bandits and you're beating the shit out of them (laughs) and like helping recover a village or you're putting fires out like it doesn't matter at the end of it it's all for your own gain like you're getting money you're getting like jewels you're getting weapons like it's just purely selfish at the end of it Mm -hmm. and this very much follows that but you see, I think, in The Witcher why he has followed, like, is is on this path. Like, yeah, okay, he is hunting monsters um, and it's because it's what he does as a Witcher, it's what he has to do, but he doesn't do it for free. He's not doing it because he wants to, he's doing it for the coin.
1: Mm -hmm. I think, or at least that's what I would seem to be the case, is that he there are apparently witchers who do it way more for their personal gain. Whereas he seems to try and balance it by the, whatever he takes on. He, he has some sort of codex for himself or so it, that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, not everybody and not everything he does is full of, full of good deeds, basically, (laughs) because he also does things he doesn't want to do. Mhm which I don't want to say more about because spoilers and everything. Um for those who haven't watched it yet.
0: Yeah, should we go into some spoiler territory here and just talk about, you know, just a, just a few things um to that I think would be kind of important for us to talk about. Yep. Okay. So spoiler alert from here on in. Yes. Yeah. Um so I just wanted to bring up Yennefer. Um I know that there was a lot of controversy at the time regarding her transformation um cuz quite early in the series she was uh she had a, I, I don't know what the what the correct kind of phrase is but she had a big hump on her shoulder um and like had a, mis- a malaligned back
1: mm-hmm. i guess
0: mm-hmm. um and she was kind of in an abusive household where she was not really not happy at
1: the farm that she was on and she was treated like an animal because she wasn't especially back in the days people with disabilities were thrown away or treated like shit so the way she looked so, like basically made his made her father treat her like the pigs she was working with basically yeah mm-hmm. i think that was, that was well very well said <laughs>
0: um and you see in the show uh episode two or maybe three she and i don't know how far in the future this was because i didn't realize that there was timelines so <laughs> i don't know monica if you can tell me when and if was this the future or like when this was but uh she went through a procedure to have her entire like body remolded yeah, but it was at the expense of losing the ability to give children mm-hmm. or to, to have children, not to give children,
1: <laughs> yep. to bear
0: children. Um, And it was a really violent scene, really, really graphic. And like, you really felt the pain that she was going through and like to do that. And now there was a lot of people a, that I saw online that were complaining that they took away Yennefer's disability and made her this beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Um uh which it was kind of and basically the point that they were saying was that the show was saying that they're basically saying that disabled people aren't cool (laughs) they're they're not like that they couldn't be what they wanted to be and do what they wanted to do in in order it was like conforming to society standards of beauty Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to talk about
1: that I definitely felt uncomfortable during the scene, and I had this typical obviously they made her pretty thoughts because she was very she was already quite powerful when she looked the way she looked pretty much um and I couldn't quite put my finger on it if it's just something where where I then got in. Got made peace with it because that's just how Hollywood works. Um, because obviously, all the women in the show were super pretty. Again, um, how? But and even when I say other fantasy movies made make the like the the enchant themselves young and pretty, but that's also just fairy tales. So. <sighs> And that's also part of, of the, of the culture to, to just make everyone pretty all the time. So I have a really hard time putting my finger on it. What would have been the best course of action? Because she was also suffering from that a lot and she didn't come mm-hmm. to peace with it. So how could they have resolved the situation? Because that was her breaking out of the stereotype kind of thing that she or the the it was her power move because by by becoming what she then later became that gave her the option to go to all the places to the place she wanted to go which initially she wasn't allowed to so that was her kind of taking her way of taking her power back um she probably could have taken her power back differently as well but i but also she's a magician and the sorceress and a mage so like she can do all of, i don't know
0: yeah I, I do agree that it was that it was her way of taking back her power and also bringing more power because probably to yennefer she saw all these beautiful women around her achieving great things in in court and she didn't see anybody that looked like her um she didn't see anybody that had any kind of disabilities or anything other than beauty surrounding her so she wanted to be like that but it was at the expense of being able to bear children and that was something that she decided on a whim like in anger that she was willing to make that sacrifice but then she spent like the rest of her life at least in season one trying to find a way to actually have children again and
1: for me it was more a way of letting of killing her past Less mm-hmm. about becoming like the others and also be pretty and everything. It felt more that she was suffering what had happened to her previously. So by changing her exterior, she basically got rid of all of that trauma, which is obviously not true because she just because she doesn't have that issue and issue anymore doesn't mean she has resolved what has happened to her. And now she's mm-hmm. just hunting for something else. So the the hunt for her um, uterus basically now exchanged the hunt for respect that she didn't get previously. Mm. It was
0: it was basically kind of saying like, regardless of what you change about yourself, you'll still be unless you're actually truly happy, you'll still be striving to fix something.
1: Yeah, I guess so even mm-hmm. even now that she's pretty she's not truly she did, she didn't get what she wanted all the things she wanted that she achieved through her beauty now turned out to be not what she wanted mm-hmm. because the court that she wanted to go to um, she hates it now and not being able to bear children she was super she, she did everything she could to get back to that and apparently she was really she was one of the really strong mages because otherwise um when they had that fight that wouldn't she wouldn't have been in the position she was at i guess um but happiness wise she wasn't any step further so maybe that's the lesson we learn from that you that. Don't need to change yourself in order to be happy that's at least that that's not the key mhm that's not what brings you happiness because you you still something is still missing and now for her it's actually bearing children but maybe that's actually a pretty nice metaphor that they put there but we just hold ourselves up from the fact that they again um, got rid of her disability Mm -hmm. I was always wondering if that's the same actress it is because the costume and makeup was
0: incredible yeah She's so young as well the actress that played Yennefer Anya Shal- Shalotra, she was only born in 96 she's what 23 24, 23 24 and like i i don't know i think that her acting was phenomenal yeah and like it was pretty much one of her first really big roles like she has had a few but this was the one that was pretty big for acting credits that is pretty big for acting credits yeah, like I haven't heard of the other ones, the other shows no. that she's um Wanderlust, the ABC Murders, in Sherwood. Um, not saying that they're not great, I just haven't heard of them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so to go from something like fairly low-key to something like The Witcher that's gotten so much attention, I think is pretty awesome for
1: somebody like just breaking into acting scenes. I mean, a lot of the actresses and actors besides Henry Cavill are ones that I haven't heard of before. That's true. So I'm wondering if they spent all the money on Superman and, and <laughs> but can we for just the best. talk,
0: sorry, about Henry Cavill in general. Um he did all his own stunts for this movie or for this TV show. I he did know. all his own stunts. And I think that's so cool. Like he was just like stunt man? No. I'm gonna learn sword fighting, I'm gonna learn
1: like everything himself. And I, saw I don't know. I think st- it's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. I saw a video of where he described basically one of these fighting scenes. So he he was um he said how difficult it was because they were shooting it in one go almost. Um and they had to even if he did everything right it because they had to train all the crew because it's technically a choreography that they have to do and the cameras need to be in the right spot and he had like his his sword what didn't have the front on it so it was basically just a stump Mm -hmm. of the sword and he was fighting with that stump and he had to pretend that the sword was the proper length because then they cgi'd the rest of it in and because it was almost filmed in a one-go situation it could be that he did everything right but the camera was just a tiny bit off so it didn't look real anymore so they had to do it all over again and i'm like that's just incredible it's really hardcore i think we must have watched the same
0: video because i was like just the whole thing there was amazing (laughs) the cinematography um and i i can't get over that pretty much i'm just like whoa um and I read in the trivia on IMDb as well that he worked with uh, the rocks trainer in order to get his physique up uh, to be more,
1: you know, Geralt of Rivia and less Superman. Is there so much difference? I guess he looks quite short, though. As uh, as Superman, I would think that he is taller. But as Geralt mm. of Rivia, he seems a bit small, small and drunk. Well. I mean, he's six foot one, so I'd say
0: he's probably not that small. True. Yeah. it's probably not that small then. No. Um, However, I just found out that he lives in London, and I'm going to London uh, at the beginning of March, so maybe I'm never coming home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Tom. (laughs) Sorry,
0: Henry Cavill, but only in a blonde wig, um, and I are going to live together in London.
1: Only if he wears a blonde wig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only if he wears. That's the only. That's the only time I'm attracted to him is as 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 uh, the Witcher. It's interesting. Maybe it's just not not everybody likes a good guy. Like he plays in Superman, maybe a more the bad kind of guy person. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I buy it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I have one question. Okay. Did, did you quite get the Renfri storyline? She she was the one that he killed in that. On the, they seemed he was. It seemed like they were having something like an affair situation, kind of thing, and then he had to kill her. Yeah, I um, I
0: think I probably blocked that out as something that really confused me in the timelines because I actually probably. don't really remember that. The timelines really threw me, and that was is a big thing. That I, that's why I want to watch it all again because then I could tell you what I thought about Renfrey. Because right now I'm like actually don't even
1: remember that yeah i'm really sad that the next season only is going happening in 21 20- i know like a whole year <sighs> to it's like game so of thrones all fucking over
0: again i know except it'll be better because the story is finished on this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you play the video game Um, I didn't, actually, and that's not to say that I won't, um, because we have it. Tom got it a few years ago when it first came out, and he put me off it because he said that he didn't think I would like the style of gameplay, Mm -hmm. Um, so I just never bothered, even though I kept being like, I wonder if I'd like it, I wonder if I'd like it, and I just believed him, so I need to stop trusting that Tom knows what I like, and I need to play it for myself. Yeah. And I also want to read the books,
1: like, in a real bad way. Well... That's, I think, something that's always on your mind. What stuff can you read next? It's true. So, <laughs> I'm
0: like, mm, can I read about that? Can I read the book? <laughs> Is there a book?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have a few of those for that one.
0: Yeah, um, and I think like reading the books would also help a lot with the timeline because um, I I read somewhere that they tried to bring a whole bunch of stories from like throughout a few of the books into play in the show, um, which would have contributed to the confusion. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to read the books. Definitely need some more information. Um, yeah. Loved every really did love it despite being confused. Um, so I would say like the last half of the season definitely had peaked my interest a lot more because mm-hmm. It was, like, so, when, once I clicked and I was, like, there's timelines. Um, then it was, like, <laughs> the enjoyment level went from, like, a four to a ten. I was, like, I Ooh. know what's happening now. <laughs> but before that, I was, like, ah, it just, it, it it didn't hold me. But, yeah, I think knowing about the timelines, in, like, right from the start would have been a lot. Yeah. A, like, big benefit. The thing that threw me really early on, actually, was Yennefer's relationship with – uh, istred um the like yeah the, the mage and because i thought that he was considerably older than her when they started like having sex you and think so? i was like i don't think so now but like when they first started like i was like she's like eight or ten what? or twelve um but i think this was a timeline thing and i was really confused but like i totally thought that he was like as. 25
1: year old man and she was like a 12 year old girl and the moment they were i s- sex. what the moment <laughs> i saw her i thought she was 18 19 at least yeah i totally didn't think that i thought she was like a young child wow yeah so that definitely threw me i was just like oh this is weird <laughs> <laughs> but it's also pseudo middle ages and that wouldn't be weird in the pseudo middle ages though it should be on True. television yeah like
0: even on television like that would be a wee bit weird yeah yeah um but I, I do really like the actor that that played uh Istrid um Royce Pearson I think he's a fantastic actor and he brought a lot to that role because um, it was kind of a deceitful role he was like uh playing both sides for a bit but then he actually really did love Yennefer and it just
1: yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it. He wasn't like he—I don't know—he felt irrelevant to me, <laughs> hmm. pretty much. I don't know. Yeah, but then Jennifer went to him to be like, "I
0: love you," and he was like, "Nah, you don't really." No, he was now. just like, "Yeah, I don't know." It was it's interesting, just the way it all all the storylines
1: worked out. I'm curious what the destiny of Geralt and Ciri will be. Mm, that does throw me. I'm like are is is she
0: like his daughter? Is she destined to be his lover? Like are
1: they friends? Like I just really curious about They the met each other as if they knew, so I have no fucking clue what's going on. Mm. Maybe the the destiny thing is just something that I don't know. Pulls people together in whatever way. I feel that. Yeah. Well, he he made claim for her in the court.
0: He was like he said about the uh, the queen's daughter or the princess's daughter. He was like that's uh, the, what was it the promise or the something with uh, surprise the law of surprise the law of surprise yeah and uh, that was to have Siri. Uh, but but I'm I'm I didn't like, what- think
1: he had a fucking clue what that even meant. I don't know that he did. But they both like they
0: both the whole show was them like in destiny, like you're Siri keeps getting told, you're destiny of Geralt, find Geralt. And Geralt's like, I should probably find Siri at some point after I finish fucking around. Like But I I'm just I'm like, are they
1: lovers? Like I just can I just child? can let me the law of surprise let I Google that because I don't think that the law of surprise technically says that you get a child. I just think that something and that Google says that the law of surprise is a a custom as old as humanity itself. The law dictates that a man saved by another is expected to offer to his savior a boon whose nature is unknown to one or both parties. In most cases, the boon takes the form of the saved man's firstborn child, conceived or born without the father's knowledge. But that doesn't mean that that's technically the case, it could be everything. Interesting. So I just And mean, is that is that law of surprise, is that specific here to the Witcher?
0: Like is that just like a Witcher lore or is that like an actual thing? It looks
1: like it's part of the Witcher because that's the first few pages. Okay. Um that come up here. One is from Esquire, but that's also from the Witcher. Hmm. So yeah, I and he didn't know that there was a firstborn, that there was some pregnancy or a child or something, that she was pregnant yeah. already. He didn't know that when he claimed the law of surprise. Yeah, it's it's interesting that way that they that he he didn't know,
0: and yet she was always told your destiny is Geralt. Um uh, but then yeah, somehow it became more apparent to him that he needed to
1: find her. He wanted to run away from his destiny, but apparently that didn't work. So that's why mm-hmm. he then gave into it and Looked for her because he didn't mm-hmm. look for her for a while true and he didn't know that she i mean he he knew that because when he claimed it then he heard then he right after somebody told him that the thing was pregnant the other one was pregnant and so but he never came to claim her immediately mm-hmm. he only later when the when the thing we all went up in flames and blah blah then yeah and even that was like a journey to get there and, yeah but then again, that could have
0: been a timeline confusion for me. Mm. Like, how long did it actually take him to get to her? I don't know. I don't know. What?
1: Yeah, but I'm taking. Te- I'm generally very curious how it's gonna continue. Me too.
0: Um, and I'm definitely gonna be here for season two, and here for devouring all of the other Witcher content that's already out.
1: That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my thoughts on The Witcher yours yep definitely gonna keep watching it hopefully it's gonna have some good more female strong content i think it will judging by the way it started yeah and more henry cavill and i a, mean in a blonde wig well i mean i'm not i don't know i just i just i'm not basically attracted I like him. It's not that I get all a knot in my panties or something. But <laughs> but he cracks me up whenever I hear him swear because I'm mm. like, oh, uh 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 Superman never swore. It's <laughs> just something that's really hilarious to me. And his yeah, his general behavior is demeanor. Just hilarious demeanor, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So. It's I love it. I love yeah. everything about
0: him as Geralt I think I'm just like yes please and the fact that he like so aggressively pursued the role as well like he was like I want to be Geralt and was like hounding his agents to get him the role it just makes me love it. I just love it even more
1: yeah cool beans cool beans so 2021 we're here for you yep and in the meantime I will rewatch this (laughs) yeah I probably need to rewatch it closer to the date because otherwise Mm. I will just have forgotten it again entirely true True. cool Cool. well I hope
0: you enjoyed our chat about the Witcher Uh, we'd love to know what you think about it Uh, did you love it do you prefer Henry Cavill as Superman or Geralt Um, I don't know I'm sure there's other important questions that we should ask you
1: but really, that's the only one I actually care about. So. <laughs> Amanda just wants to know with how many people she needs to share Henry Cavill with. I would share him. That's very nice of you.
0: Well, I'm only attracted to him one way, so he can't look like that all the time.
1: Or can he? That's true. Yep. See? Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> cool. So, cool. well. See you next week because it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we have a, an interview lined up next week, and we think
0: you're gonna love it. We love it. At least we think we're pretty sure it's going to be an interview next week.
1: Something's coming. That's
0: it, it'll be good, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you can believe that. <laughs> cool. See you. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekherring.com.
1: This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.